Good morning. We are here at day two of the parts-based PB Expo. Joining me, I have Rick from Spirit Aeronautics. Rick, how's good it morning, going? Brother. Good, Greg. How are you, dude? Doing pretty good. Awesome, man. How's Miami treating you? I love it here, man. I love Florida. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was stationed here in the Navy back in the day. So got out of the Navy and then came back for a while. Um, lived in Boca. Okay. Um, so yeah, I love Southeast Florida, man. Cool. And where are you at now? Uh, where Columbus, are you based Ohio. Out? Okay. So yeah, born and raised, well, raised in Columbus, Ohio. And then uh, so I started my business there 22 years ago, actually. This month is our 22 year anniversary. Very cool. Yes. Congrats. Uh, thank you, man. Thanks. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about Spirit and kind of your core business, what you focus in on. Right on, sure, man. So yeah, we uh, we really focus on uh, modifying aircraft. We uh, specialize in avionics upgrades. Uh, so meaning cockpit, a lot of cockpit instrumentation, navigation systems, as well as a lot of cabin equipment now lately, cabin electronics, cabin connectivity, satellite communication systems, um, air to ground uh, systems, uh, that's a big part of what we do now lately Very cool. is um, keep aircraft connected, Okay. Uh, keep the avionics uh, fresh. Um, you know, I always use the 737 as kind of an analogy. You know, the, the 737 is still built and produced today. It's still the same airframe that was built in 1969. Right. The big difference is the electronics, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of analogous to what we do is we, you know, refresh avionics and older airframes and make them uh, sufficient as new. You know, so Very both cool. for airspace navigation requirements and cabin entertainment connectivity systems. Okay. And I know we had talked a little bit about an expansion that you have going on. Yes. And moving into Texas. Yes. Tell man. us a little bit about that. Yes. So uh, with our company, you know, we routinely send teams out to do projects on the road. Okay. Um, so we'll do an uh, avionics upgrade and clients hangar or we work with other maintenance shops. Uh, to provide our services. And so we've been doing a lot of work in Texas. And um, we've had a lot of our industry friends that just kept telling me, Rick, you really need to come out here and open up a new facility in Texas. And so um, we did a lot of uh, research and we ended up at Meacham Airport in Fort Worth. Okay. And in, we're inside a brand new hangar facility there. And it's a busy, growing airport. Yeah. And uh, we've been super fortunate to find some really high-quality technicians and managers to come on board with us. That was, of course, my biggest fear in this market environment, you know, for labor, finding good quality people to come on board. But i got to say, we've been tremendously successful uh, with the people that we found for our new Texas operation. So, yeah, we've got some great high-level well-experienced people there now. Okay. And uh, we're still continuing to grow. So, yeah, yeah we're up you're, to You're hiring yes. right now? Yes. We just hired another quality assurance manager uh, okay. for Texas. So, yeah, we're up to six people already uh, since last July when we stood it up. Very cool. Yes. And so, you know, I, we, were, we were talking, and I know I had talked to a few people here around uh, flight data management, FDM, yes. and uh, FOQA. Yes. And so, how does how does your company play into that? That's awesome in, question. In what you're installing, the equipment, sure. and maybe some of the benefits that customers are seeing. Yes. From that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I kind of started looking into FOQA here a few years ago. Um, being an avionics type, you know, it was very interesting to me. And the more I researched it, the more I found how powerful this data is. This is like metadata, data about data, right? right. And so analyzing aircraft performance data uh, can just glean a tremendous amount of benefits operationally for the aircraft, for the maintenance, for the crew, 
And so uh, I took an initiative here uh, about two years ago and I approached L3 Harris because they're one of the two uh, leading focus services providers right. in the world. So I went to L3 and I said, hey, we'd really like to sell your focus services. We sell your flight data recorders and cockpit voice recorders. We're an authorized L3 dealer now, um, but we don't sell your service. And so they said, Rick, that's a fantastic idea. Why don't you just take over uh, all of North America for selling our focus services to the business aviation community? And so that's what we've done. So we are now um, a dealer distributor for flight operations quality assurance services okay. throughout North America. And the benefit with us is, is we can also do the hardware upgrade for your aircraft because a lot of aircraft still need a hardware upgrade to get the data off the aircraft. Right. There's a lot of flight parameter data. There's a lot of information that we need to pull off after each flight. So we, as an avionics integrator, we can provide the services to install the new hardware and at the same time turn on the focus services, get it all configured, set up, and away you go. So okay. we are very unique in that, even as the size of our company, we are really the only company in North America that can provide full vertically integrated focus solutions. From tip to tail, we can start, we can uh, specify the exact hardware that's required, we can install the hardware, certify it, and then engage the focus services. Very cool. With one stop. Okay, and so, when you're looking at FOCO, what are some of like the key, there's a ton of data that can come off of the yes, aircraft. Yes. What are some of the kind of key data sets that operators are looking at to maybe improve the way that they're operating their aircraft, maybe improve the safety of their sure. operation? What are, what are some of those key data points? Yeah, that that's a great at? idea. Um, you know, I think of FOCO actually is, is a great way to tailor pilot training because you can really see how the pilot's operating the aircraft out in on the line, out in the real world yeah. environment. And so you can kind of actually see uh, where the pilot has his strengths and weaknesses and how he's managing the machine um, because these are very sophisticated, very expensive machines. And so, you know, pilots, by their nature, they want to be their best, right? Right. And so this is a way to help sharpen the steel, if you will. So it generates some tremendous reports um, not only to assist with pilots in their training, but also it can help in maintaining the aircraft. We can we can see what speeds, uh, like flaps, are deployed. We can see you know different things about the operation of the aircraft um, in different uh, airspace and in different operational environments. And so you know a lot of the benefits uh, come from you know the efficiencies of training for one, the efficiencies in even flight operations. You can using a lot of data, you can pick which flight plan is going to be best, and you can compare your airplane to other like model aircraft in the world. So if you've got a Challenger 350, you compare the performance of your 350 against every other 350 out there. And with those performance numbers, with your real data, real world performance numbers, you can see exactly how your airplane is going to perform on, on projected flight paths. So you can um, kind of tailor your flight planning very to cool. the performance of your machine to the real world conditions it's about to enter into. Very cool. Isn't that great? Yeah. It's powerful. It's, yeah, it's wild to see where all of the technology is going yes. and like combining the hardware with the software right. and really doing some amazing things with it. Absolutely. And as well, you know, it can e even lead into better record keeping for the aircraft because right. the data, um, you know, block times on off out in, uh, things like that. I mean, you know, all that data is on the aircraft and 
and a lot more. And so we can import that data into aircraft logs and records now and yeah. really help you know streamline data entry processing with this data as well. So there's efficiency in the business management of the airframe as well. Very cool. Yes. So sounds like you're really busy with Spirit. I know that you're also involved in some other things within the industry. Yes. So maybe we could talk a little bit about ASTM and some of the things that you're involved in there. Sure, sure. Um, I've been chair of the ASTM committee uh, for just over six years now. So the ASTM ASTM committee F46, uh, we're developing uh, professional credentialing for aerospace personnel. Okay. And so what that means is, is we focused, uh, we started with the a aircraft electronics technician, the AET certificate from NCAT. The ASTM program took over NCAT some years ago, and so we brought on the aircraft electronic technician certificate as a credential, and we're building on that now. And building on that meaning we're moving into other skilled trades, so um, we've developed academic knowledge and skill standards for aircraft mechanics, uh, for airframe, for power plant, for the general knowledge requirements, uh, aircraft electronics technicians. Uh, we've even got credentials now for DERs. We've developed academic knowledge and skill standards for DERs, and the FAA is embracing that and using that in their training programs now. Okay. And so what this all means is we're developing a, a more robust career path for aircraft technicians. Right. Um, because the career ladder for uh, mechanics is pretty abbreviated. You know, you, you, you get your A&P license at the end of school, and then three years later, you can get your inspection authorization, but then you're at the top of the game as an AMP. You know, versus, you know, the analogy I always use is the pilot. You know, pilot starts out, even as a student, they're certified, they get a certificate, and then right. you become a private instrument, multi-commercial on up. It's a very robust career path for pilots. Right. But yet, on the mechanics side, it's very abbreviated. And then on the avionics technician side, they really had no credentials from the FAA. Right. And so what we're doing with ASTM Committee F46 is developing higher level credentials for aircraft technicians and additional credentials. Um, we're working on um, cabin interiors. So like people that sew the beautiful leather seats right. in aircraft. Cabinetry, all yes, that type of stuff. Yes, the cabinetry. Yeah. That's its own unique skill set, yeah. right? To do these immaculate cabins on these aircraft, the woodworking is just top Yeah, notch. next level. But it's not an A&P skill. That's not taught in A&P school. That's not an A&P doing that work for the most part, generally. Right. It's a very specialized craftsman. And so what we're doing is we're helping to develop the academic knowledge and skill standards for those technicians. And so that enables schools to develop curriculum to teach uh, programs for those uh, apprentices. Very you know? cool. Because there's no you know, real professional credentialing. There's no professional training. Right available in the industry. And so that's what we're doing. We're coming together as an industry and developing academic knowledge and skill standards for different skills that we need in the aerospace world that the FAA is not provided for us. Right. And is there, as you're looking at this and, and looking at adding these different levels of credentials, is there going to be kind of a um, a system that's needed for logging all of the kind of work that you're yes, doing? Yes, that's a great it, question. Um, and so, you know, the FAA really doesn't require mechanics to log their time. Right. Their only requirement is that you had worked on an aircraft within the previous six months right. for regulation. And again, you know, back to the career path, you know, that, that's not a great way for uh, someone that wants to add to their resume. You know, they want to 
increase you know the quality of the resume by adding additional credential, adding right. sure. additional things. And so, um, you know, we're actually looking now to develop a, a guild, if you will, with ASTM so we can determine the difference between apprentice, a journeyman, and a master technician. Right. Because we don't even have that in the A&P world. Right. You know, but we should. Every other really skilled industry has a very professional credentialing program with career path to go from apprentice to a journeyman to a master. Right. And so that's another thing that we're working on with F46 is to develop that kind of career path where you bring in experience, you bring in your academic knowledge, you bring in your training, and then you submit that to a committee and they evaluate that. And then based on the guidelines that we set for an apprentice, a journeyman, or master, then you would qualify into one of those roles. And then you could put on your resume, and now you're a master certified technician. Right. Whereas today we don't have that, you know. It's very subjective as sure. to what makes a master technician sure. for an A&P. Right. Well, it's really cool. You're really helping in progressing people that are already in the yes. in in this space, giving them an opportunity to progress their career, get noticed, yes. have, have these credentials. Keep them retained. Yeah, We want to keep them. Sure. And so people want to see a career ladder in front of them. Yep. And um, if we can offer that, I think we've got a better opportunity to keep qualified people that we have today versus losing them to other industries right. with per better professional career paths. Sure. I know we, we talk a lot on, you know, on our shows and the people that we're connected with. Obviously, we have a workforce problem in yes. this industry. Yes. Um, in, in really every aspect of it, you know, for a long time, it was really focused on the pilots, but we're right. now seeing it in oh, technicians yes. it, across the board, FBOs, service centers, it, really everywhere is having issues in, in attracting talent. And so what, what types of things are you working on in regards to uh, attracting maybe younger people yes. and, and getting them involved in aviation. Sure, man. Yes, another program I've been involved with for years is the Youth Aviation Adventure Program. Uh, we call it YAA. YAA started out um, probably almost 20 years ago as a small operation. Um, two gentlemen, a good friend of mine, my, my business partner, Steve Wathen, and a friend of his, developed this program for their sons early on their sons were into scouting and they wanted to earn the aviation merit badge. And to earn the badge, it's a pretty complicated affair. There's like nine different requirements right. that the scout has to meet to earn the badge. And so uh, they developed a program where the kids can earn the badge in a one-day event out at the airport. And so there's nine different elements, uh, nine different stations that we have um, that cover all nine elements to meet the uh, aviation merit badge for both the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts. Okay. And so that program has now grown to, we've been uh, operating in over 25 different cities. Oh, wow. We've have, we now have this program kind of pre-packaged, pre-kitted, if you will, and we can send out an entire kit to an airport, and we get local volunteers, like from an EAA chapter, and they'll, they'll provide the volunteers. We'll put out notice to the local scouting community, as well as local church, church groups, youth groups, any other urban youth groups that want to bring kids out to the airport, and then we get them in front of airplanes, and we get them in front of aviation professionals, and not only do we talk about just a career path as a pilot, but we also talk about all the great career paths right. in aviation. Yeah. And so this is a really great outreach program to get kids interested in aviation. And you know, you talk about STEM, to me, there's no better example of STEM than an aircraft. Right. You know, right? Yeah. That's a perfect example. And so to get kids in front of aircraft and talk about the technology around an aircraft, you know, involved yeah. in aviation, 
Um, it truly is a STEM program, but as well, it's a great outreach program to show kids not only the technology of aviation, but the careers that they can get involved with. You know, there's so many different career paths. There's controllers, dispatchers, you know, mechanics, pilots, engineers. I mean, there's just a tremendous number yeah. of ways to get into this industry and have a great career. And so YAA does a really good job of showing kids that. So it's kind of geared for kids like 12 to 18 um, okay. to come out. It's a one-day event. Uh, we hold it in different cities. We're always looking for new cities to stand up okay. a new squadron. And so, yeah, I'd encourage anybody, if they're interested, to uh, begin a new outreach pro program for kids to get them interested in aviation careers. We've got a pre-packaged pre, pre kit that makes it very, very easy. You can stand up events awesome. both for a large group and a small group. So we hold our, our Squadron 1 event in, at OSU Airport in Columbus, Ohio, okay. twice a year. And we had to limit it to 250 kids. One year we had over 400 kids oh, show wow. up. Oh, wow. That's a great so turnout. It's so popular. It's yeah. powerful, man. Like I said, you get it out to local scouting community, community and kids just flock to the event. Very cool. And, uh, yeah, you almost kind of have to manage that because you could <laughs> get, <laughs> get out of overwhelmed. Hand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's great. I mean, and to come into the hangar at 8 a.m. and see it. Full, a room full of kids around airplanes that are wide-eyed, bright-eyed, and bushy-tailed. Yeah. Want to learn about aviation. It's just so exhilarating, man. It's a great program. Very cool. So, yeah, I'd really encourage everybody to kind of look yeah. into it. Yeah, and we'll, we'll post a link for awesome. that Awesome, right as on, well. man. Yes, yes. So Youth Aviation Adventure. Um, okay. It's just a great nonprofit. And so, yeah, we're always looking for industry support. Um, so, yes, well, thanks for bringing it up, man. Yeah, thank of you. course. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. Thanks for stopping by. It was great seeing you. Yes, you got and, it. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk soon. Okay, Greg. Thanks, All right. Buddy. Thank you.